Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing Cloak and Dagger, Season 2, Episode 3, Shadow Selves. All that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Oh, Jeff Randall, we watched another episode of Cloak and Dagger. How did you this feel about this one, show? Man, this show is so freaking good. Yeah? Good. It is, it is so, I just, I love it so much. Like, I didn't know that I would, I didn't know that I would love it so much when it first came out. I was like, oh yeah, Cloak and Dagger, they're neat characters. It's going to be, you know, on free form, so it's probably going to be kid focused. Now this show is awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's been a lot more mature than I thought it would be. Um, I don't feel like it falls into too many of the teen tropes. They have conversations. Yeah. It, it, like, it's real drama. It's real stakes. Uh, I, I, I've enjoyed it a lot. I have as well, uh, especially with how they're treating the uh, the the crime uh, aspect that's happening, or that you know that it happens everywhere. But you know the the crime aspect of New Orleans, where like there are things that are happening that people don't really see because either they don't want to or because, you know, it's not happening in their specific community or it didn't happen to them. So, you know, why care about it? Like there is a lot of hurt in the world and they're addressing some of the, some of the really, really bad stuff that I would not expect for them to tackle on a, on a teen show on, on any kind of kids show, especially. They're also directly attacking some of the stuff we've seen in the uh, Netflix shows, which is um, how far is too far uh, with the, with the yeah. introduction of this um, mayhem character and the fact that Tandy actually kind of looks up to mayhem in a way. It seems like yeah. she legitimately wants to, she's like, yeah, she's getting results though. And like our two main characters are basically having this entire episode. They're basically having that rooftop conversation between Punisher and Daredevil. They're having the, uh, shouldn't we just help her? Isn't she saving lives? You know, like, yeah, uh, isn't yeah. she doing, isn't this villain doing the right thing? Um, it's uh, it's pretty cool. She she's getting results, you know. She's actually she stops these young girls from being human trafficked. It's kind of a big uh, a big deal, and that's that's what the villain does this episode. <laughs> yeah, this quote unquote villain, and then the yeah. villain. If we're talking about spoilers, because it sounds like we are. Yeah, let's dive right into spoilers. I guess. <laughs> Sorry about that. Spoiler alert. Yep. And then uh, you know this this villain gets absorbed into this. It looks like a, a shadow. It's the dark dimension, really. Like it's absorbed into this shadow realm or whatever that uh, that Ty absorbed the the Connors detective into from the look of it. Yeah. Uh, either that, or she's just like dealing with all of her worst fears now forever because he sees fears. I was wondering when she went in there if 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 she would be dealing with her own stuff or if she's going to run into Connors. Yeah. Oh my God. I was like, is Connors at this gas station? Are they just hanging out? Is this the place where people hang out here? And then when she opened the fridge and, and the guy said, who wants awkward reunion pancakes? Yeah, I, that was really dark. I, really dark I, and really funny. Ugh. It's really funny, but it's so bad that, I, that I'm laughing at that. Like this man, like he was in love and she loved him. Like they, they were, they were really nice for each other, and then he just ends up brutally murdered and shoved into a refrigerator. Yeah, that that's a, such a dark joke to end this episode on. Such a right? dark joke to end this episode on. Um, 
so those of you listening may notice we're going to keep this episode fairly short because honestly uh, it, we've got bigger fish to fry this week with Endgame, uh, but we definitely didn't want to leave the cloak and dagger out. So, uh, let's just dive right in. Uh, you know, that's basic thoughts of the episode. I liked it. I think it's really, uh, cool that they're tackling some cool issues. Like, like you said, real world violence, as well as like how far is too far, these ethical questions and like, do the ends justify the means? Like those are all really interesting questions that are not just for child's play. It's not just like, Let's have our heroes fight a villain this week and let's see how fast Barry can run. You know, like, yeah, yeah. They're just actually asking more complex questions on this show and I, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Uh, but we do yeah. have some feedback. So let's talk about some feedback. I'm all about some feedback. What do we got? We got Jake Brooks sent us an email. It's a Cloak and Dagger season two, episode three. What a start. Little killer mayhem mouse. Wow. Strong start. Yeah. Uh, love the little detail of Mayhem's nails being emerald green as a nod to her comic coloring. Uh, actually really enjoyed the nonlinear storytelling this episode showing Mayhem's evolution and a nice inclusion of the pastor from last season. Mm. This, yeah. this episode felt a lot more grounded. They, they, I, I think it was just better directed than episode two was. Just like straight up better directed. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it was similar nonlinear storytelling, but, uh, I guess instead of having three storylines to juggle, they had two different timelines to juggle and they always anchored you in that timeline by showing, well, they, I think they even gave 48 days earlier, stuff like that. Um, well, yeah, they had, they had given like 242 days ago, 240 days ago, you know, yeah. like however long. And then there was like 48 hours ago. And I'm like, 48 hours? That's like, we were just in that, right? And then yeah. it was the fight in the bar, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, so I, yep. I, I, I dug how they did that this episode. Um, I don't think that's always necessary to have the time on the screen like that, but I did like... I don't know. I did not feel uh, at all like this left me uh, wondering what was going on at any point. Like the last episode kind of did. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, there was a little bit of disjointedness to it on the last one. I think this one had a, a much firmer foundation of uh, you know they had a better idea of what they were going for, and you know with it only being one story to go back to as far as you know bumping back and just kind of retelling that that evolution of the character, like uh, like Jake said that evolution of that one character is all they had to tell. And it made it, it's, it was a lot easier to, to keep in line. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jake continues in the email. Can we talk about the nod to Ben Urich? The whole playing card thing. And the, I learned it from a brook from a reporter in Brooklyn is an awesome way to tie cloak and dagger further to the Netflix verse. Makes me even sadder. We don't get to see more from those characters. Can you imagine a crossover with cloak and dagger and the daughters of the dragon or a punisher and mayhem team up? Yeah. Oh, Punisher and Mayhem team up. That would be so good. That's, you know, I said it when that happened. I was like, I hope this is the Punisher. I hope this is the Punisher. And they could do it. <laughs> they absolutely could do it. Well, I guess they can do it in two years, apparently, legally. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's super great. Um, I, and yes, a, a nod to Ben Urich. That is so cool. I, I can't believe they worked that in. Yeah. They, they, yeah. Th- this show knows their audience in a way that I think Runaways did not. 
Um, yeah. Like, yeah. I, and they're just doing smart things. They're not, it's not like you need the actor who played Ben Urick to do a cameo in a flashback. You just got to mention a reporter using these cards. Like, that's it, you know? Yeah, because with, uh, with us being super fans and analyzing everything just all the way up and down, like, we're going to notice that nod. We're going to be like, oh, they're talking about that character and the thing. And then somebody who hasn't seen, uh, it, you know, Daredevil season one at all <laughs> is not going to know who they're talking about. But they'll, you know, she said, I learned this from a reporter in Brooklyn. That's enough. That's all they need. That's yeah. all those people need to be like, oh, that makes sense that she learned that. You know, that's a good thing for a reporter to do. Yeah. And if you don't know the connection, it doesn't feel out of place. Right. At all. It's beautiful. It, this is exactly how these kind of connections should be drawn. Um, and and if you just take a second to think about it, you can come up with these ideas. But uh, so often they just decide not to, and it makes it all feel disjointed. But this this was wonderful. This is wonderful, deep continuity. Love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, Jake finishes his email with, oh, yeah, and Ty just swallowing mayhem at the end. WTF! This can't be the last of her, right? Right? Definitely not the last of her. Uh, what I worry is that this means her going nuts. Like, going to an isolated gas station in some sunken place where you're going to have to deal with your zombie ex-boyfriend that you love and <laughs> died on your died on your watch kind of like that 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 that's going to drive anybody crazy um and mayhem's already half there so i'm a little worried this is this is like ty just creating a supervillain you know <laughs> yeah yeah um i think though that that needs that like that world needs to be its own show uh, my zombie ex boyfriend mm-hmm. isn't that a show or a movie no there's my superhero ex girlfriend yeah my super ex girlfriend uma yeah. thurman yeah that was a pretty good movie yeah. i remember being pretty good <laughs> okay i mean for for its time it was like before there were a lot of superhero things and it was like hey it's a superhero thing <laughs> hey that was before the mcu hey, it was all right <laughs> that was okay for a pre-mcu movie yeah for sure <laughs> you got you gotta give, that's give some the, allowances that's that's like the bce and ce of our of our <laughs> our times like B-I- before the B-I-M, mcu bim before iron man <laughs> <laughs> yep yep before iron man Ah, man. Uh, our last, looks like our last piece of, uh, Cloak and Dagger related feedback is from Zuhair Ali. He texted us at MCU, or I'm sorry, tweeted at us at MCU cast. I forgot how great the music used for the scenes of Cloak and Dagger is. This season is off to such a strong start. So excited to see where they go from here. Absolutely agree. I absolutely have to agree that, uh, the music used throughout the episode just is such good. It's all of the music is such a great choice. Like, Whoever has thrown together all of the music for it and, and decided, like, let's use this artist's song here in this point. Like, whoever is whoever that is needs a raise. They're doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, they're doing a lot of music drops instead of, like, you know, uh, having just, like, whatever instrumental play. And I, and I think for this show particularly, that works really well. It gives it that teen vibe without feeling... Uh, overly overwrought or angsty or whatever. Yeah. Well, guys, that's all uh, the feedback for this, and I, I think we are going to shut it down there, but we'll be back to talk next week more about uh, Cloak and Dagger. If you're not watching it, you should be. It's real good. Um, all right. 
Well, thank you guys. We're the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us and leave a voicemail at 573-CAST-MCU. And if you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash mcucast. We actually got three uh, people that either uh, either up started new Patreon support or upgraded their Patreon support this week. So thank you guys so much. Uh, that is huge. And uh, that, between the growing numbers that we're seeing near Endgame, we're going to probably be able to expand what we're doing here and do more uh, out of our little podcast shop here. And that is making all the difference. So we appreciate you all. Uh, be back real soon uh, with some uh, other Endgame talk and such. Peace. Ooh. Until next time, true believers. 